A non-ordinary life requires a non-ordinary approach. Welcome to the Sears Edge. My name is Juliette Trinka, and I'm here as your guide in living the full adventure and abundance that you came here to live. During my 20 years of practicing as a shaman, I've helped thousands of leaders to unlock their full potential and actualize their vision. What I know is that ritual, leadership, magic, and wealth are intrinsically woven together. This podcast is a discovery of living the full mystery of who you are while opening to deeper trust in life than you've ever allowed. Learn how you can make your quantum leap with us at getlifemastery.com. Welcome, leader. Thank you so much for sharing your life with me today by giving your attention and your time. I want to remind you that this space is an altar, and I will be placing many things on the altar, and the invitation always is to pick up and take with you whatever feels useful and valuable, and to leave anything that doesn't. So today, we're going to explore doubt as a creative tool in leadership. For those of you who are new to me and my way, there's a few things that you should know. If there's some sort of gene for small talk, I don't have it. I don't care what's happening with the weather in terms of a conversational topic. I don't really want to know how you're doing unless you're going to answer fully and honestly. So we're going to dive right in. The other thing I want you to do is to actually consider whatever threshold you're at. What is the question that's on your heart? What is the leap that you're about to make or that you're already making? I want you to do this so that this isn't just more information running around in your head, but that it actually has the capacity to be something transformational for you. I'm not a shadow worker. I'm not a light worker. I think the most accurate thing to call me in terms of um, who I am as a person of service is an opposites worker. I have a great interest in polarity and in the many doors of possibility that are opened when we undertake it as a practice because it is magic in the best way. There's charge at the poles, right? It's in the middle where everything feels soupy and ucky and mucky. I'm also an animist, and this is really important. Animism is an alternative to the materialism that we are living inside of as a culture right now. In materialism, everything is a thing. My body is a thing. My business is a thing. To some degree, you could even say that in a materialistic worldview, the people around you are things. In the moment, you're separate self-identity is going to relate to the people around you as if they are solid objects that have a specific value or purpose or expression, we could say. And certainly things like money, like information, like power are just things. So what happens when you live in a materialistic experience is you live in a world of separateness because it's kind of you and then there's all the other things around you. 
It tends to be very lonely. It tends to be very difficult. And it tends to feel like you have to work really hard to make any sort of meaningful change because you're working with things and the things are whatever you've decided that they are. Animism is so different. Almost any, well, and I will say for myself, in all of the um, indigenous cultures that I've come into connection with, whether present or through historical research, you see animism. All of our ancestors and many of our present day brothers and sisters lived in a living world where everything has spirit quality. It's not saying that the plant or the antlers behind me or the peyote painting have the same quality of ego identity that humans do. That's not what animism says, but animism says that there's an intelligence, there's an underlying intelligence that is unique in each thing that exists and that things actually are a process. So it's a, a very spiritually efficient way to live. You can cover a lot of ground and make a lot of change with the lightest touch when you recognize that your body isn't a thing, but a process. When the person that you're married to isn't a thing, but a process. And all of these experiences that we're having, like today we're going to talk about doubt, isn't a thing. It isn't what I think it is. It is a living dynamic energy. So I wanted to share this with you because I am an advocate for being. My understanding is that being creates story, right? Our understanding of how the world works, what the rules are, and story is what creates strategy. So how we go about trying to get things done, get things accomplished, and the degree to which our strategy isn't working is the degree to which our being needs to be addressed. I would say, and you can agree or disagree, I would love to hear both actually, that greater success essentially rests on making greater decisions. For me, decision is action. They're not actually different. There's no decision without action. Otherwise, you are still undecided, which is fine, but it is what it is. In order to be successful, you have to make a different decision from when you were not successful. And success, by the way, is a practice. It's not a thing. There's a, another episode that we'll be doing soon exploring the myths of success because there are many and there's nothing that I enjoy more than a good myth-busting session. So if you're going to make a different decision, you've got to decide from a different place. Or we could say you've got to decide from a different self. Whatever you are struggling with, again, bring it back to your lived reality right now. And even if you're not struggling, but maybe there's just a, a point A where you're at and a point B where you want to go, right? And you're on that journey, and perhaps it's doubt. Perhaps it's doubt that you think is holding you back, right? I'm also a researcher, so I was so curious. Like, if I just put doubt into Google Ananda, what would come up? And interestingly, the first sites that came up or pages that came up around doubt were not dictionary definitions, but actually about a movie or some sort of show or something that was called doubt. So there were pages and pages and pages of information on this entertainment, which I think is interesting in its own right. And then you had pages and pages of different definitions of what doubt is. 
Now, my hypothesis was that when we actually start to talk about doubt, rather than just defining it, that the collective consciousness that is Google is going to reveal that doubt is a bad thing. And so it is. I got to about page seven when I started to see articles about overcoming doubt, um, how to get out of doubt, how to not shame yourself when you're in doubt. I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked. I didn't see anything about doubt as a creative ally. Hence, this podcast. Earlier I said, whatever you are struggling with is trying to individuate you. Individuation is a word that I love that we use to talk about becoming more of who you are. And that actually the experience of success is simply a symptom of being who you are. They're not different. The more you be what you actually are, the more you live that way in the world, the more success you have in discernible ways. I'm not just talking about feeling better about yourself. I'm talking about identifiable goals that you have set and created them in physical reality. It's a process of becoming the self. Your being creates your story, creates your strategy, creates the level of success that you're going to experience. Success is a practice, not a destination. It is a state of being that it involves making doubt an ally. So the really cool thing is that, you know, there's this popular phrase that um, you can let go of that which is no longer serving you. Um, that phrase makes no sense to me because everything is serving me all the time. doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean that I choose to continue to allow it to be in my life. It doesn't mean I say yes to it. It simply means that there is nothing in my experience that isn't serving me. Really, in some ways, doubt is the villain that is required to be in your journey. For without a, a polarity, right, there would be no alchemy to move the journey forward. With the self-actualization process, it's, it's not an inside job. It's not a solitary experience. It's Self-actualization is a function of our relating. So what if instead of just fearing doubt, right, believing what it's saying without any sort of discernment or consideration or squashing doubt and overruling it and overcoming it and surmounting it, right, standing on its head and squashing it, that you actually met it, right? What would that be like to meet your doubt? to be fully in your center, to not believe your doubt, but to trust it. There is such a sweetness in this. I love to use all kinds of different tools. I have been a practitioner of yoga and Ayurveda and Tibetan Buddhism and a practitioner of shamanism, which is direct knowing, direct relationship with life for many, many years. My whole life has been a practice of these wisdom traditions. There's a predictable way that we really experience and embody mastery with anything. It's, it's so predictable, it's funny, right? We're running around in our lives and our creations thinking that we need to reinvent the wheel when in fact, it's a quite predictable map that at first you will feel ruled by whatever this thing is, right? Money, your parents, your boss, your partner, 
uh, your cravings, doubt, you know, all the things that we that we generally re- can put under the category of struggle, at least at some points on the journey. So it will, for most people, uh, create inaction, right? I want to be clear, this whole transmission that I'm sharing is really not for the people who are not taking action. This is for people who couldn't stand being out of action, for whom action is a function of their being. The ones who are the highest level decision makers, who trust their decisions, who are good at making decisions, right? That is the leading edge that we stand on in this podcast is the ones who are already out there really creating a new reality, a new way of living and looking at the tools, the skills, the perspectives, the being that can serve those people. So if you're at the very beginning and you are not taking action and you're just putting your pillow over your head and putting your fingers in your ears because doubt seems very real and like a big scary monster, um, then you should probably go check out those articles on the Google and learn those steps because they're important steps. It's important to be able to feel like you're the boss, but this is really when you've been the boss for a long time, you might be feeling tired. You might be tired of being the boss. You might be tired of creating success even, like Success is welcome and you have so much gratitude, but it's no longer the edge for you. So what I want to invite you to do is to trust your doubt, to go deeper and to make that distinction between trust and belief. I'm not asking you to buy the story of doubt. What I'm actually inviting you to do is to feel it in your body. Doubt in its pure form is free of fear. It's free of shame. So when we feel it in the body, we can actually distill it. We can distill it into its finest essence and experience it cleanly. So this is my invitation. If there is any part of you that is in doubt right now, even just a little bit, this doesn't have to be crushing doubt. It could just be, you know, I was making the decision to move forward with this vendor and like something feels off. Something feels just a little bit off. Feel it. Where do you feel it? I'm just going to give you a moment to really feel. Like, let it move through your body as the intelligence that it is. And you can even try this again after this podcast is over because I can guarantee you if this doesn't work, I want you to tell me. And if it does work, I hope you tell me too. But if you stay with that feeling and you keep opening to it, and opening to it, and opening to it. You're not listening to the stories that it's telling. You're opening to the sensation of the experience. It will show you something new. It will show you something new, and it will catapult you to a higher level of clarity and coherence than you have ever known. A certainty that is unshakable and that cannot be accessed through logic or through pros and cons lists. So, some of the tools that I use, one of them is, is human design. I'm not a human design practitioner. I was actually quite doubtful and incredulous of, of human design as a system when I first encountered it, because I was like, oh, great, here we go again. Another way to know how, who I am, you know, personality. But um, it has actually proved to be a very reliable tool 
especially in conjunction with some of the other tools that I've worked with. In my design, it reflects something that I've known for some time, is that I am here to trust doubt and to work with it skillfully, to remember that it is, you could say that it is poison, right? But that even the most terrible poison is medicine in the correct dose. So I want to help you dose your doubt in a way that can strengthen you, can buoy you, can expand you, can excite you, can enliven you. It is literally what I'm here to do. And I'll say it still feels like fire in my body every time I do it. Because the not-self behavior that goes with trusting your doubt is to believe that doing so will hurt someone, that you'll get it wrong, and because you get it wrong, somebody will suffer. So this, this process of leaning into the edges of doubt in new ways is also a way to cultivate more mastery with yourself in general. I would rather elicit my dragons. I would rather court them and bait them and have at it, whether it's a tango or a sword fight, than uh, fear they're looking in the shadows. I want to call them into my vision. So what I would love is for you to share. Share what you learned. Share a new perspective that you had. Share if this brings any distinction. Even share if you disagree with me. I would love for you to share with me. I'd love for you to share in the comments if you're able to leave them. I would love for you to share this podcast everywhere that you dialogue sincerely with other great beings. These are the kinds of dialogue that need to be happening to move the collective journey forward. I am not in doubt of that. <laughs> so until next time, blessing you, grateful for you and all that you are doing that no one will ever see or know about that is contributing to the beauty of this world. Can't wait to talk to you until next time.